Glory, glory, glory. Shabba. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise, glory, honor, thanks. Yours is the kingdom, Lord Jesus. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for sharing with us your kingdom because you didn't have to. <laughs> He's a good, good God. He loves you a lot. Your Savior desires to be your friend. Friendship with God. That's the highest calling in life. It'll cost you all your idols. Walking in the highest place with the Most High God. That's really all we want. We just want you, Heavenly Father. <laughs> we want to use these bodies to be your temples, Heavenly Father, for your glory, for your will, your service. Anything you want to do with our lives, just come into agreement with me right now. Anything, Heavenly Father, you desire to do with our lives, we give you permission to confront us and get real with us and get everything out of us that's not according to your perfect will, Heavenly Father, for all of your dreams to come true inside the remnant. The bride births the rivers. In childbirth, the waters break first. Child's still on the inside. So it is with the river of life. The river of life comes first. What's after it? The Bible tells you that Jesus Christ comes after the river of life. That's written in Revelation 22.1. I saw the river proceeding from the Lamb. So from your matrix, which is the old English word for womb or belly, from your matrix bursts forth the river until Jesus Christ is birthed afterwards. Which means you keep releasing more living water until the Son of God comes through your soul and mind and senses on the outside and wraps you in all the Lamb of God and His glory. But you're not done yet. After the Lamb of God, Scripture says, Then comes the Father. All this ascension, all this resurrection, is for one purpose. To restore man and woman to God the Father in the fullness of His glory. And this is how you do it. Rivers birthing the Son, then manifesting the Father. Amen birthing the son of righteousness you're birthing the son of righteousness from your womb from your innermost being taking him to your mother's house 
Bina, the womb. First you go within, and the waters break, and those rivers that become torrents, like Esther representing the bride, who was a river, a little river, that became a fountain that turned into the sun. You're birthing the sun of righteousness, that's the dawn of day. That is the dawn of day of Malachi, the sun of righteousness rising with healing in his wings and his beams. And as that dawns through your heart and through your mind, there is a renewal of that rainbow halo around the moon and the sun, representing the glory together as one, you and Christ. Dancing, treading on the heights, your beloved, like a gazelle, like a deer, like the morning star, treading on the heights over mountain tops. Celestial overcomers, married to Christ within your spirit, his gaze upon you, bringing to your spirit secret books of that which is only written in the heavens and such a small portion is written in the earth that if that life of that cosmic celestial morning star one were to be written about him and all the works that he had done the whole world could not contain them but when you see that door open in the word of god to those books of mystery, cosmic mystery within. His face, may his, his face shine upon you. That face of Shekinah glory that faced the children of Israel as they journeyed through the wilderness with a cloud of glory and a pillar of fire. And as they walked through, the Shekinah turned to face them. He caused his face to shine upon them. And when they rested, it turned its head the other way, back to the ark. Always tenderly caring for them, his face shining upon them through the splendor of his manifest glory. And out of the whole Bible, that's the only instance where you'll see two special indicators on the page. A letter of the alphabet written backwards. Why is it inverted, written backwards? None. Is it a bracket? Is it a parenthesis? Or is it a mystery of a hidden book? Two hidden books can only be known through what Moses had spoken, conveyed in mystery through what was written. For those who will rise on sapphire stones, those books open up in celestial cosmic mystery by the face of his glory shining. Joshua, 
son of Nun. That letter, Nun, that turned to face the people of God. It was the glory representing the glory of God. A cosmic mystery. He went to where? The tent of meeting. You could always find him in the tent of meeting. And when no one else was allowed to go further, and God called Moses up higher on sapphire stones, who did he take with him? Joshua. Those two. Well, what is none? Could represent a fish. Represent glory. And represent the books of celestial mystery. What was it that they had all those years and Moses spoke to the people? Mysteries given to him on sapphire stones that passed down through the ages were shared with the high priest, with the priests, and even some of which was shared with the people in the wilderness as he would speak to them and teach them and orate on what was written explaining the mysteries of the word of God to them. Those things of the word that are closed, that are sealed, until the song of Moses and the Lamb, the precious Lamb who breaks the seal, the seven seals of the seven pillars of the house of wisdom. She builds her seven pillars. What were the books that Moses gave? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. What was it when Jesus told his disciples to feed the many people? How was it that the five loaves fed the five thousand, but the seven loaves? Fed 4,000 mysteries. Mysteries abound. And if you look and you search and you study, that Joshua, son of Nun, son of Nun, why do they always say Joshua, son of Nun? A son in Hebrew is Ben. Ben of Nun. What is the Nun? In that one place it's mentioned in the Bible, that special letter encasing the secret celestial books of the journey of the Ark of the Covenant below and above where Joshua dwelt with Moses as his servant basking in the light of glory seeing the sapphire stones eating in heaven beholding God who stood on sapphire pavement, who stood over the seven heavens. The secrets, the mysteries of the word of God 
revealed in the light of his glory for in his light we see light in his light we see the light of the word the light of the word of God as he is not through a, a glass dimly lit but as Moses saw a friend of God as Brandon said a friend of God this is your journey that there's nothing worth more of your time your efforts your energy your sacrifices than becoming that friend of God who sees as Moses saw God face to face clearly in the light the clear light of his glory when jo Ooh. when Joseph had seven colors that seven coats he spoke of a clothing the very garment of God reflecting the garment he wants to give to you his son seven colors of seven heavens Shekinah glory splendor like a rainbow in the cloud who are these who fly around like doves to their nests like doves like cloud riders Riders on the Arabah, the highest heaven, the seven heavens within you. And why is it when Jesus said, if you ask for a fish, will you be given a snake? And Luke and, and Matthew, they speak of, if you ask for bread, will you be given a stone? When Jesus spoke in these parables and these riddles and rhymes, was he just telling stories to pass the time? Or was he giving keys, secrets, to unlock celestial mysteries? Were the mysteries of the covenant and the blood of Jesus greater than the old covenant of Moses? Or have our eyes been blinded from crawling around on our bellies in the dust, eating the dust of the earth? Until we believe the word of God and are no longer earth-bound, but heaven-bound, rising into the sun, we saw his star in the east rising, and we've come to worship him. This is your path. This is your destiny. <laughs> Psalm sixty-eight, nineteen. Blessed be the Lord. Day after day he carries us along. He's our Savior, our God, oh yes. He's God for us. He's God who saves us. Lord God knows all, death's ins and outs. What's more, he made heads roll, split the skulls of the enemy as he marched out of heaven saying, I tied up the dragon in knots, put a muzzle on the deep blue sea. You can wade through your enemies, wade through their blood, and your dogs taste of your enemies from your boots. See God on parade, 
to the sanctuary, my God, my King on the march. Singers out front, the band behind, maidens in the middle with castanets. The whole choir blesses God like a fountain of praise. Israel blesses God. Look, little Benjamins out front and leading, princes of Judah in their royal robes, princes of Zebulun, princes of Naphtali, parade your power, O God, the power, O God, that made us what we are. Your temple, high God, is Jerusalem. Kings bring gifts to you. Rebuke that old crocodile, Egypt, with her herd of wild bulls and calves, rapacious of her lust for silver, crushing people, spoiling for a fight. Let Egyptian traders bring blue cloth, and Cush come running to God. Her hands outstretched, sing, O kings of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord. There he is, the sky rider. There he is, the sky rider. Striding the ancient skies. Listen, he's calling in thunder. Rumbling, rolling thunder. Call out bravo to God, the high God of Israel. His splendor and strength rise huge as thunderheads. A terrible beauty, O God, streams from your sanctuary. It's Israel's strong God. He gives power and might to the people. O you, his people, bless God. (laughs) Amen. Cloud Riders. The word of God is changing to you this season, and it's not as it was in the past. Your hunger for even the word of God in the previous seasons, whether you were in outer court, Christianity, inner court, holy place, Christianity, streams of drunken glory, Christianity, and all their variations, and even your most recent manifestations of your time and understanding of the Word of God is about to dramatically shift as you NASA your eyes to Keter, to the crown, to the source of where your help comes from, the Araboth Rider, the Sky Rider, Jehovah, Yah, Yadhe, Vavhe, within you. The kingdom of heaven within you. Mm. You're going with Moses up Mount Sinai, up not up just a natural mountain, up sapphire stones. There's a great work being done in you as you read the scriptures this season, even the New Testament, the Old Testament. Let your mind expand as that seed of that promise within you goes into the earthen vessel to die and let it sprout. Let it come up 
anew, a plant of righteousness. And in the early beginnings, do not be discouraged if at first you do not see leaves and flowers and fruit. First, you'll see a seed go into the ground to die and sprout. And when you come up to the surface, you see that bright blue open sky. Pillars of the tabernacle, pillars of the temple. Your eyes set to the sun. And now you can see. And your vision as it becomes clear, gives you a clear direction. Greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. And then you finally start to believe it and act on it. Because that pure power of manifest faith is from your ability to hear the word of God through the sacrifice of that self-nature. As you die to self, you cocoon as that caterpillar in that chrysalis and you grow into the sun and you let it melt down the old man, the old woman, the old nature. That promise of spring is coming. And you'll hear as you read and you'll know and you'll see. And where there was confusion, there will now be clarity. And where there was fear and doubt, you'll find that plant of faith, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and pure love, wisdom from above. To ride the cloud, you gotta go through it first. So what's after the wilderness? The mountain. What's on the mountain? The cloud. So riding the cloud is the true union with God. And that's where you're going higher and higher through the vapor. Blood, fire, vapors of smoke. That's what it says in Joel can look at that as the sanctification of walking in the Word of God. Blood Red Sea, fire, mountain, vapors of smoke, the glory cloud on the mountain. And from the glory cloud you get trained by God Himself in all God's ways. This is where you become acquainted with the High Priesthood. The knowledge of the glory shall cover which means the knowledge is above the covering. The knowledge isn't riding the cloud above the cloud where the knowledge is. That's where God trains you. That's where God teaches you. That's where the gospel is proclaimed from the mountain. Exodus says, Come here and serve me on this holy mountain, and there you shall be my priests upon the mountain, for it's the training of how to bring the reigning of the glory. <laughs> First comes the waters, then comes the sun, which is sonship. Sonship means 
you've fully released all the river of God from your heart and it's completely washed your mind clean from all history of your humanity. That's what the river does. The river is what sanctifies you and only as it washes your mind, the renewal of your mind, do you rise higher on sapphire stones. The higher the stones, the greater the washing of the mind. So every degree there's a greater clarity. Every degree there's a greater ability. Every degree there's a greater glory. Every degree there's more of God and less of your humanity. But really there's more of you. <laughs> of your true form which comes forth in union with God. It's not as if you disappear or diminish. The true you is enhanced and comes forth in the Son of God. So you can say, the sons of God appear. Whereas false understanding of the cross is to never appear. We just want Jesus to appear out here. That's not what the Bible teaches. Romans chapter 8 says that creation longs for Jesus to appear. <coughs> for the sons to appear. That's what it says. Creation longs for the revealing of the sons of God. For only in the revealing of the sons of God are they liberated from the bondage of sin and death. It is written. Which means the rising in the glory and the learning of the cloud and the blood and the fire and the vapors of smoke and the training in the high priesthood is what creation longs for. The Bible says, I will put the fear of the beasts upon them so that Noah and his family would keep all the animals away from him after they came out of the ark. Notice there is no fear of animals before the ark. How many of y'all know there's going to be a restoration to the Garden of Eden where there'll be no more fear of death in the flesh of the beasts of the earth? That's the full ability of the reverse of the curse back into the Garden of Eden. And there won't be sinners to screw it up. For in the sanctification, they are struck down and destroyed with the devil. As it comes forth from the mountain, everyone in the Valley of Decision decides. How many of y'all know the Valley of Decision's new covenant, but it's written in the old covenant? Most of the promises from the Old Testament prophets more than half of them, are for the New Covenant. That's true. The Valley of Decision are those who decide when the sons reveal the Father. When the sons reveal the real gospel, which is the knowledge of the glory, the knowledge of the mountaintop, the knowledge of Erebus, the knowledge of righteousness and great wisdom of sun, moon, and stars and their names, which are the names of God. <laughs> As it is written in Psalms, God named out of his name all the stars and their hosts. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible sperm. says. God's all sperm. of them. <laughs> I love that. The God sperm is one of the things the Spirit was talking about as you're saying these things. <laughs> is that what you received, and we've talked about it this week, you received God DNA. God sperm DNA. Divine genetics from the Holy Spirit when you received God seed genetics you did not receive donkey DNA 
You did not receive animal DNA upon salvation. So the treasuring of what's in the spirit and growing the spirit, as he said, that is what is going to be brought forth as you grow your spirit and you manifest as a son of God. It's the development of that God sperm DNA in your belly, in your spirit, to take over and circumcise and wash and sanctify through the washing of the water of the living word of God. The living word that brings life, that heals, healing in his wings and his beams, son of righteousness, word. The written word is in the sun on cosmic tablets of sapphire stone, but the oral word of God is in the Shekinah glory. Now you'll know that if you've taken our master class, Training in Righteousness. But what's interesting is that God's sperm DNA, as we said, it's it's Yadhe Vavhe DNA. So often we hear from charismatic and glory preachers is that, oh, you just diminish until to nothing, and it's all just him, and it's nothing of us. Well, it's none of your fallen nature. That has to go to zero. But they say, oh, we're just a donkey he rides in. I'm, I'm nothing. There's that place of finding nothing in your humanity. Have I not said you are donkey gods? Yes, it is oh, not. Oh, wait, there's no it's donkey not don- there. Yeah. You received God DNA. <laughs> But the problem is why there is a distance, why the, why they are forced to kind of go into that mode of thinking is because they haven't realized the glory, the glory of Christ within you, Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory, realizing you receive the God sperm DNA, the deposit of the Holy Spirit, the genetics of God. When God has children, he has them after their own kind. His seed produces fruit after, which is flesh, after its own kind. Spirit flesh. A spiritual body. A new body that the corruptible puts on the incorruptible. You put on immortality as a seven heavens garment of glory. The Shekinah, seven spirits of God, glory. Now, if you look at those two writing systems of Hebrew, the one that is in, there's the one in letters, which you'll see the inscriptions on your inner man that emanate Shekinah as you rise. And there's also a pictograph, right, that we looked at that other ancient alphabet in Hebrew, where it looks like pictures. It's like a pictograph. The name for a son is Beit plus Nun. Now, the bait looks like the tent, right? It's the bee, the house, or the tent. The house, the tent, or the temple. Tents are the temporary ones. We have the temple, it's the established. Plus, none. And what is none? If you look at the picture, it looks like a little sperm. So, if you put the tent of meeting together, or the house of glory, the house of Shekinah, plus none, that is how you spell sun in that pictograph Hebrew. 
So that gives us a whole new meaning to Joshua. Son of Nun, which son is Ben. That would be Joshua, Ben, of Nun, the, the tent, Ben, representing Bet, Joshua, tent of Shekinah glory. That's what the Nun represents. And if you want to study in that section in, I believe it's Numbers, chapter 10, verse 35 and 36, it's the only place in the whole Bible where the Nun is written twice around those two verses, but instead of being written the regular way, it's flipped around backwards. Now, why is that? It represents the Ark of the Glory going forth. The Shekinah glory that went forward with them with the Ark. The glory turned their face toward them, answering Moses' prayer in Numbers chapter 10. And when they rested, it turned back towards the Ark. It was the face of God. May, the, may it cause His face to shine upon you his tender love toward them, leading them on a journey through the wilderness. But those two verses and those special characters representing the books, celestial books hidden on high, the oral and the written Torah, the mysteries of the Word of God. And how did Joshua come across mysteries? He went up on sapphire stones with Moses. And that is why they say there were not five books of Torah, but seven. Otherwise, you couldn't say that wisdom had built her seven pillars. It was the understanding, the expanse of those, those two verses. Now those types of a special bracket, you could say of none, which is the God sperm, divine genetic seed, or Joshua, the son of none, sonship, a son, bet none, the tent of Shekinah glory. And that Shekinah glory is the God sperm DNA, based on the pictograph in Hebrew. So that is the glory within you. That's the divine sperm. That's the seed of the Holy Spirit, the glory. That Shekinah glory within you that grows and develops the Son of God, a Son of God. Now they say those brackets, that letter turned backwards, could have potentially meant that it, it, it was a phrase that should be placed somewhere else. I'll tell you where that other place is. Those are the heavenly libraries. Those are the sapphire stones. The cosmic word of God. Written. Not on human tablets. Not on human books. But the spoken word of God 
when Jesus Christ said that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. He was referring to oral Torah, the spoken word of God. The hidden mysteries. Life and death are in the power of the spoken word of God. Those are the two books that you will not find physically written other than indicated in those two small verses. The glory of God and the ark of God. But you see it expounded on in the new covenant. And when Jesus came, when he opened his mouth and he spoke in riddles and parables, so that hearing they would not understand, except for those twelve disciples who would become apostles. It was given to them to understand, and although dull in hearing at first, they were the ones to bring forth the glory like it had never been seen in their time. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The hope of inheriting salvation. As they wrote, that I might be raised from the dead while yet in the body. And the glory in the ark went forth and led, which is what the Spirit brought me to before she started teaching on that. Make straight the way of the Lord. Psalms 5.8 Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make straight your way before me. Proverbs 3.6 In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Ecclesiastes 1.15 A crooked thing one is not able to make straight, and a lacking thing is not able to be numbered. Ecclesiastes 7.13 Consider the work of God. Who can make straight what he has bent? Isaiah 43 A voice of one is calling out, Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Remove the obstacles. We command every obstacle removed in your lives. Make straight and smooth in the desert. A highway for our God. You said bent. Who can make straight what is bent? The nuns. There are two forms of nun in, in the Jewish writing. One is bent and the other is straight. And <laughs> the bent one is when it's in the mix in the, the other words. But straight, it's the final, final nun. And it represents uprightness, righteousness. The two different ways that you can serve God. One is that bent. He's obeying Torah or new Torah. But it's bent over in fear, out of fear, out of judgment, <laughs> Gevra. And the other one is when you learn righteousness, it's out of love for God. 
right has said when you're that uprightness that perfect balance between the fear of god and the loving kindness of god it's that learning righteousness makes straight the way of god so if none is the seed and it's bent right it looks like it's in that seed form it's in the kernel it's that righteousness it becomes like that thing that pierces hmm. mm, pierces the heavens i feel like we're opening those two books for the seven seals to be opened of the lion of judah for the gospel to be proclaimed like it says in revelation from the second, second heavens. heavens you know that's the promise that hasn't happened yet that's what we're pioneering the bible says they will proclaim the eternal gospel angelically from the mid heavens which is second heavens written in the word got to do that to make it straight isaiah 45 2 i go therefore before you and make the crooked places straight Two-leaved doors of brass I shiver, and bars of iron I cut asunder. Isaiah 45:13. I have raised him up in righteousness, and I will make straight all his ways. The highway of holiness, this is the way. And I saw a vision of how they made straight the gold of the seven menorah. The goldsmiths had to make straight those candle holders and it's a picture of making straight the heavens <laughs> for the light of the heaven of heavens to come through the heavens like rivers through us like seven pillars of the seven spirits of god the menorah lamp within your heart that raises you up into the heavenly places there's a making straight of the heavens tonight i will make straight all of his ways he shall build my city, the new Jerusalem, and he shall let my exiles go free, those in bondage of Babylon the Great that believe in Jesus, which are almost all Christians right now in captivity, mostly unknowingly. They shall be set free, not for price nor reward, says Jehovah of angel armies. Matthew 3.3 this is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. What's the wilderness? Proclaiming it in the soul dimension. The wilderness is the soul dimension. Promised land is the spirit within you. Promised land consuming the wilderness. Jubilee. The floods of the Spirit will be the drowning away of the desert. <laughs> Eternal Jubilee. Well, you know what's interesting is the gematria, right, when they study the, the value, because each Hebrew letter represents a value of a number. And the way God created and designed things, the numbers tend to align with a certain meaning, and the number of none is 50. Also, it represents the 50 gates, or levels of Bina, which is the matrix, the womb. <laughs> so you're growing through that womb, that celestial cosmic womb, to bring forth righteousness into the earth dimension. Yeah, this was quite the discovery today. Matrix is in the scriptures six times. Isn't that well? Exodus 13, 12. That thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix. 
and every firstling that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the males shall be the Lord's. Exodus 13:15, And it shall come to pass, when Pharaoh would hardly let us go, that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that openeth the matrix. Being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeem. Exodus 34:19. All that openeth the matrix is mine. All that open the matrix is mine. And now the number of the matrix, Bina, is 50. The number of none. The hidden books of wisdom, celestial wisdom. Understanding. The 50 gates of understanding. Jewish legend has it that Moses received 49 of them. If he had the last and final one, he wouldn't have died. That's why the Jews counted 49 days, seven total weeks from Passover to Shavas, Shavas, which is Pentecost. Penta, 50. Pentecost. To get themselves ready, what was that whole ordeal? To receive the Torah. Now, the famous question is, why? Why does the Torah tell us to count 50 days after Passover? When immediately afterwards it says to count seven complete weeks, which are only 49 days. It is said that an individual is only able to ascertain 49 levels of this type of divine intellect on his own. The 50th level of the matrix can only be given by God himself. That is why he says you do yours and I will do mine. If you achieve the 49th level, I will bless you with the 50th the highest tier of Bina, understanding. Whatever you get, get wisdom. Whatever you get, get understanding. Get Hakma. Get Bina. The 50th jubilee of that nun, that Shekinah, God's sperm, DNA of Jesus Christ, the spirit of Christ within your spirit. The mystery, he said, I am the Aleph and the Tav. The Alpha and the Omega, well, let me say it to you in English, and you might hear it a little bit differently the first time. Think of it as A through Z. Christ saying, I am A through Z. Meaning, he is the beginning, the end, and the entirety of that Aleph Bet. Every one of those letters that formed creation, the sound and the letter, the inscription, is him. It, he is Christ, the Word of God that created everything that was formed out of nothing. Mm. <laughs> A lot of visions. Yeah. And there's one other instance where that letter appears 
in a very bizarre way. The nun. Where it's upside down. And lengthened. And there's all kinds of allegations to the picture of the cross of Jesus and the word that the Jewish scholars gave that particular manifestation of it that if you take that part of the word it actually says Golgotha the place of the skull and it, and it means the crucifixion of Christ it's the cosmic gospel but the placement of that none is where you see uh, Abram and his father Terah he had a son Haran but there was also a place that they they went to in Haran now in English it doesn't make sense because of the same they look the same but they're very different in the original Hebrew very different but that word of the place Haran where they were wandering through, not the name of his son Haran, but the place, it was called desolation. It meant desolation. And the spelling of it in this one instance, where you see that it's no longer Terah, Abram's father, who's going to be going to Canaan. He never makes the journey. He only makes it as far as desolation. Why is that? If you read in the book of Jasher, the book of Yetzirah, you'll see the idols, the idolatry of Nimrod and Babylon had clouded his heart. He went after idols. Abram learned in Noah's house and served the living God. And he recognized and realized that the sun, the moon, and the stars were only servants of God. So when you look at that upside down nun and the story of Abram to Abraham and that place where his father didn't make it any further than the land of desolation that word if you see the picture of the cross of that upside-down nun that doesn't appear anywhere else the word it changes the meaning of that word instead of desolation because of the work of the cross cosmically that word when you read it Without that final none means chosen. Abram was chosen. It was the seed of Abraham, referring to Christ, his seed, not seeds, but the seed of Abraham, meaning Christ. The God, sperm, genetics, divine DNA, alluded to in that, that odd little letter none upside down forming that shape that they would call Golgotha the place of the skull the lamb of God slain before the beginning of time and those of that seed are his chosen his chosen ones to inherit salvation Inherit the promised land. Deuteronomy 7, 6. For you are a holy people, 
dedicated to the Lord your God. He has chosen you from all the people on the face of the whole earth to be his chosen ones. Deuteronomy 33.2 Moses, the Eternal came from Mount Sinai. He glowed like the dawn over Mount Seir. He shone like the sun over Mount Paran. He arose in the middle of his chosen ones. God rises in the midst of his remnant, his God-inside-minded chosen ones, gathered in their tens of thousands someday. Amen? <laughs> That's our hope of harvest. Someday. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of chosen ones. Oh, hallelujah. The law was a flame in his right hand. The commandment of righteousness, an eternal law, written upon our hearts and minds. Truly he loves his people. All your chosen ones are in your hand. They gathered at your feet and received your words. First Kings 3.9 Please give your servant a listening heart for judging your people and for knowing the difference between what is good and what is evil. Who is capable of judging your chosen ones? A great people. First Chronicles 16.13 O seed of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. 2 Chronicles 6.42 O Lord God, do not reject your chosen ones. Remember the faithful promises you made to your servant David. Psalm 28.8 You give strength to your people, Lord Jesus Christ, and you save and protect your chosen ones. Defend your people, Lord. Defend and bless your chosen ones. Lead them like a shepherd and carry them forever in your arms. The Lord blesses each nation that worships only him. He blesses his chosen ones. You bless your chosen ones and you invite them to live near you in your temple. We will enjoy your house the sacred temple. <laughs> oh, such a rich holiness tonight. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> the whole broadcast, my whole head has been buzzing with the glory and it's just been this incredible time with God absorbing his anointing, His glory, His word. He's really sanctifying us to go higher this season. And it is great grace. As it is written, They shall come out of Babylon the great, shouting, Grace, grace, or great grace. Great grace is upon you all. For what? Your inner man to be strengthened with resurrection, might, and glory, and dunamis power to overcome any obstacle, any demonic influence, any sin, any bloodline curse, anything that's against God taking you up into higher heavenly 
glory. Mm -hmm. If God is for you, who can be against you? God is for you because Jesus died for you to go up to Him. All you need to do is agree with the heavenly calling and judge yourself worthy to rise from the dead in your inner man and renew your mind as you go. Now this is what the path made straight actually is. The river raising you up within you. The river is the straight path. The river goes directly up and you can see the path. The enemy through destroying mankind through lies has made it crooked. It will be made straight and I could see the cosmos. I could see the sephirate, the planetary sapphire stones becoming one highway. And it's like a super highway where people just go up in perfect energy. But it's crooked right now. We are making straight the celestial highway. Yeah. That's what's going on here, guys. Yeah. And that's why the anointing is so strong. Yeah, they were literally paving the way. <laughs> the way the Spirit told me, uh, explained it to me this week in this way. He said, right now, it's more along the lines of Lois and Clark. Jesus has already gone away ahead of you. And so he's marked out the path. Now he had that perfection. That perfection of... His father was a heavenly, perfect father. So, there's that. Now, we've received that. So, as we go up, it's the sacrifice of that DNA of our earthly fathers. That which we inherited in the natural realm. Since the fall of Adam and Eve. Since the floods of Noah. And even though it's like a Lois and Clark expedition now you know there aren't any real paved roads or some bears or, you know bring your bear spray <laughs> and it's a little crazy you might find different tribes of people some uh, who really are serving God in their way and others who are not so all kinds of things you come across it's not mapped out it's being mapped out now you won't find these maps anywhere else. But he said in the future, right now, like it is now with external cars, how many of you can just get in a car and go on the highway? You don't even think about it. You just get in the car, you grab the keys, and you go. Why is that? Because first you had Lois and Clark. They went and they, they mapped out the way. But now, he said in the future, It'll be just as easy as getting in your car and going on the highway. And it's the highway of holiness. It's the pathway of righteousness. That's what we're building. And I know this is true for me, and probably some of you at the sound of my voice, I'm sure, have had that life destiny verse of building the highway of holiness, preparing the way of the Lord. It's the spirit of Elijah. And these final days looks a lot more like sandal fun. And he has been made worthy to untie the sandals, by the way. <laughs> he has been made beautiful and worthy. The divine nature is completely shared with us through Jesus Christ. A family 
of sons likened unto Jesus Christ himself. Nothing less. Anything less than that is false humility. And as you pave the way and make it straight, his divinity is realized in your mind, and that's how you're renewed. So all that's being removed is your human mind, transformed by the renewing of the human mind into the mind of Christ. For according to your thoughts, so are you. When your thoughts are judged by the Word of God, and the higher you go, in the sapphire stones, the higher your thoughts and the higher your ways until no human being can know you. That's what real holiness is, set apart from human beings and set apart from humanity, which is sin and what animals do in the flesh with their minds stuck in their outer man with no renewal and building of the inner man. So they've lost the way. But we've found the way because it's Jesus Christ in us and we've realized the glory. And now we're coming into the full realization of the glory of Christ within, which is making straight the heavens. It has been almost a crooked path, like lightning is crooked. When it's paved and conquered, it becomes straight. Or it's no longer going to be like crooked lightning. It's going to be a straight way to God. Bob Jones called it an elevator or an escalator, creating through what God has provided in the New Covenant priesthood tools, a superhighway of holiness. And it's His holiness, the Spirit of holiness. So it's a full realization of grace. And you accepting it and letting it change you into the chosen race. Chosen ones, chosen by grace. Which means God's favor given to you because He wanted to. Because of who He is. God's favor, He gives it to anyone He wants. That's why you're chosen ones, chosen by grace. To do what? Create the superhighway. That's what we're doing this season in RLM. Everyone's invited to participate by faith and become children of the resurrection or children of the superhighway of the new heavens. Why are they new? because they connect the below to the above perfectly to God with no separation. And it's a spiritual superhighway. That's why it's called a, a highway of the spirit of holiness. And spirit's invisible, so anyone without an unrenewed mind, without faith, can't see God. Well, certainly they can't work on the highway, which means they can't straight, make straight the way of the Lord. They'll be trying to make straight the way of the Lord laterally which is false earthly Christianity. It's demonic activity, strange fire. We make it straight vertically. Children of the resurrection, vertical ascension. But it is a way, it is a truth, and it is a ever-increasing life and lifestyle. So it completely disciples behavior and thought. So you become more progressively like God as you lay down sapphire stones. Because he builds with living stones, which means he's working inside the human flesh within the human spirit. Our job is to completely cooperate as his temples to do the celestial work. And it will be made plain to you also, it is written. Purify your hearts and minds 
from all lust and pride and religion and earthly dust Christianity. You have to get all that garbage out of you to begin to participate in the river of life, Ezekiel 47, celestial temple work. He's inviting his people to become a holy priesthood set apart from an earthly priesthood. The earthly priesthood is 100% apostate, just like it's written in Revelation chapter 3. You think you're well-dressed, which means you think you're holy. I say you're naked, which means you have zero holiness. That's what Jesus Christ says to the earthly church. That's scripture now. But to the celestial church, they get celestial garments. They're not naked. They're clothed, fully clothed in wedding garments because they've done the works of God and the will of God in the heavenlies. God is spirit, which means if you work with God, you work in the spirit, which is the invisible, celestial, heavenly, and angelic realms. And there will be an overflow on earth, which is usually, from the animals, just persecution and misunderstanding. That'll be burned up too. That'll be burned up too. Anyone who has the God sperm seed inside their heart can see this even in their childhood. You don't have to be a 75-year-old Samuel Seer prophet. For even children shall see the superhighway of holiness. That's what it means to make straight or make plain the highway of the Lord, which is make straight the resurrection of the inner man to God through revelations, through teaching of righteousness. Teachers of righteousness shall shine as stars. Why? Because the stars are the path back to God. Enoch said, I walk to God on paths of stars and ceilings of lightnings. That's scripture. Which means the teachings of the names and functions and abilities of the stars will be known to you and demystified. That's the knowledge of the glory that covers. Not the false glory that's being covered, which is the below realm. False glory, stolen glory, is terrestrial. Notice scripture says, the knowledge of the glory covers, which means it's above. Heavens cover the earth. So the celestial knowledge is where the real eternal gospel is. That's why so many are held back and actually settling for an antichrist religious spirit because they have a below terrestrial knowledge of the glory. Those are the angels of light or angels of glory that deceive. Mm -hmm. Now they are angels of glory because they're fallen cherubim, mm -hmm. which are angels of glory Stolen that deceive. Shekinah. So you have to come out of the terrestrial into the celestial, open your hearts, clear the stony ground of all the terrestrial glories you've learned, and get into the heavenly glories and rise from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, give a love offering, become a tither, a supporter. Come out of the wilderness of your soul into the Spirit and make sacrifice to your God on this holy mountain. It is written, a people that are excited to bring sacrifice like the Israelites on fire for God. The sacrificial system in the Old Testament was animals, which was their form of currency. Animals were the currency of ancient Israel. Making sacrifices to God today is currency. 
The new covenant sacrificial system is tithing and offering on the holy mountain as you rise from the dead you get more and more excited to support the kingdom of god and advance the front lines let it be imparted into all your hearts and clear up all the vision of your minds to get excited to fuel the kingdom advancements with all your tithes and offerings being new covenant sacrifices in this sacrificial system of the order of Melchizedek and the new and eternal covenant of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.